You are listening to the Super Freak Media Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please be sure to show your support and follow us on our other social media platforms. Check out the links listed in the description of this episode to find out more. Thank you. I'd really like to see Rachel Vice in, in the Scream franchise. I can imagine her being like, turns out Gail Weathers has a sassy sister. And I'm like, <laughs> I can see it. And... Welcome to the Bear Queer Podcast, the podcast where two homos called Liam delve into the world of horror. Freddy! Go spelunking in some sort of cave system, find something and touch something we should not. We'll get cursed forever and some kind of scorpion thing will come and get us with his big massive sting that was a long one and i didn't know where it was that going that was a long one but yeah you, yeah we got there in the end uh, yeah. as long as we end with a big scorpion sting then i think we're fine <laughs> um but yeah uh hello liam I, like, like i said before we we jumped on here i feel like it's been a while since we've got together and recorded it's, it's very uh, very odd yeah um, recording today from the marvelous cave which is what i've dubbed my flat i'm in a new flat now it's very pretty there's a bed cave um and it's incredible yeah what does that mean it's basically a bed within a wall (gasps) so you've got like a little like not like not like a pull down bed it's literally in in like a wall and it's really cute and i've got some like cute little twinkly vines in there and all this it's very very sweet I think, yeah, the gay in me came out because I immediately went to just putting up fairy lights in there. Yeah, yeah, something. that's so, yeah, what I've okay. done. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Reading and <laughs> having sex in there is incredible. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I hope I get to come and see it at some point. Um, for for some be... reading? <laughs> yes. Yes, very much for the former, not the latter, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but now I will be looking at it thinking, Liam's gone splunking in there, so... <laughs> Well, this week you're all in for a treat. Uh, this month you're all in for a treat, actually. Uh, mm. We're going to be talking all things The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Yes, bitch, work. Other mummy instalments are available. Um, <laughs> and the reason why we're doing it this month is because from the 16th to the 23rd of September is Bisexual Awareness Week. Which culminates in Bisexual Visibility Day. And this film is probably the reason why most of our generation are bisexual. Absolutely, um, it is. I myself <laughs> find myself questioning a lot when I watch these movies. Oh. It's, it's a film full of beautiful people. And yeah, the cast is definitely something I want to talk about um, today. I will also say, I, I notice when I edit these things, I always go, I'm really excited to be talking about this film this month. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't be that excited about every, every film we talk about. But... I will say this has been on our bucket list, doesn't it, from the start? It has, of, yes. Of things we wanted to do uh, an and episode on. So I'm, I'm very happy. Quite apropos, considering we are in the Brendan Fraser renaissance at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy that he's getting his props and dues, as yeah. he so well deserves. Um, Absolutely. He's, he's a beautiful man in many, many ways. Um, inside and out. 
Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> is. I think I saw a meme somewhere that made me laugh, where people were like saying, "Everyone's saying it's the Brendan Fraser comeback," but for those of us who've still been watching the Mummy at least twice a year, he's well, never left. You've no fucking <laughs> choice because ITV Two decide to put it on every other Thursday, near enough. Well, this this we'll get into this when we talk about how we actually uh, got into the the mummy because uh, there is an mm. ITV link absolutely oh um, but uh, before we dive into the the meat of it all um, I think I say that more than you now on these episodes um, <laughs> what's uh, have you been up to much recently obviously so you've moved you've moved house you've got a lovely yeah. new flat anything else you have a lovely new flat um, work has been busy because Pride season is finally over in Derbyshire thank God um, <laughs> I'm busy with that busy with trying to juggle work and being a social person and um, also been writing some incredible things including a short story called Six and Stones which is part of the Super Freak Media Campfire Chronicles that was seamless yes. that was wonderfully <laughs> slipped in there I'm um, really proud it's the first time something that I've written has been put out into the world on this scale daunting but also i'm very happy with it it's my first time delving into body horror i've never written body horror before i've always done spooky or slashy i've I never done say, I, I don't think gore. you just i don't think you just delve into it i think you absolutely get up all up inside it burst out and splatter it all over the walls it's absolutely yeah. incredible <laughs> I, I will say when when you sent it across and i got to have a read of it i was just like Fucking hell, this is this is great. It's really, really good. Um and I do appreciate you being one of the contributors to it, to be honest, because it's it's been a it's been a really exciting project. Like we don't usually collaborate all that much, not like out of choice or because we choose not to. It's just a lot of the stuff's just written like in-house and then we just mm -hmm. make it straight away. And this was yeah, the Campfire Chronicles project was something that was born out of the pandemic we were like oh yeah. well, we can't get together and make films anymore we what else can we do and i've always loved like are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps so mm. this is kind of like our little nod uh to that but yeah the just, first... it's just not suitable for children i just thought I'd absolutely not <laughs> i mean literally to the point i think i put like a 15 plus rating now on it just because probably yeah, for the best yeah i think especially yours <laughs> goes places i'm really <laughs> really anxiously anticipating hearing not only mine but everybody's and there's some great talent in there but the one that you do all want to be looking out for is released on the 26th of september but you do want to listen to everybody's to support <laughs> all these incredible writers <laughs> and all the creative team and everything that's gone into it so i think the, the first the first episode will be out Would have by been the time released this, by, yeah this this comes out so uh, yeah uh, I'm sure we'll post a link to it somewhere um, and hook you guys up and I'll be sure to make sure y your story's all over mm. our socials as well Incredible. so uh, yeah please please have a listen guys if you want to have something a bit spooky uh, as yeah, we go into spooky get new, uh, getting you geared up for Halloween speaking of mm. Halloween I've also been busy planning my Halloween costumes plural oh, um, yeah I was going to say plural there what's, me and what's my friend Jazzy are doing a Couple's costume, even though we're not a couple. Uh, we're going as Nadja and Laszlo <laughs> from what we do in the shadows. Incredible. Mainly um, because I, I want to sing, Who come first on the wedding night? Because <laughs> what an absolute tune that is. I'm, I went into that show really apprehensive. Um, mm -hmm. And now I've watched all four seasons at least three times. I don't think I've met anyone who doesn't like 
that show. Oh I, mean, my God, I will say I've, I've still not like delved into it properly, uh, but it's, it's definitely something I want to do because it's pretty much unanimously like loved. By Matt Berry has always been one of the sexiest men in the world and is amplified sevenfold with this bloody show. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. They're all but, fit, to be honest. <laughs> Much well, like the mummy, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this is this is definitely going to be an episode where we crush hard on a lot of people. I think. I'm excited that you've got multiple multiple costumes. I I don't have any plans for Halloween just yet. Um, oh, I don't have plans. I just have costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to sit at home in the costume. Yeah. That's uh, that's ace. I love that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I always do this uh, every every year. I always pile on multiple projects like we've got two short films coming out as well in october and i don't know why i do it because it just means i don't get to enjoy halloween all no. that much um but hey ho we do it for the love well uh, speaking of the short films why don't we chat to our beautiful listeners all about an upcoming short film that i cannot wait to see oh what's that it's um <laughs> something to do with a river or something i've heard a rumor <laughs> There's been a lot of rumours going around uh, about this film, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That laughter, I just need to uh, put an echo effect on, I think, and just let everyone enjoy that. Um, Sorry, I was sipping my coffee as I was laughing. (laughs) (laughs) The first film that we've got coming out is called The River, and it plays with a figure of English folklore that uh, I haven't been all that familiar with. Um, and the the actress who's who's in the film, I think, grew up knowing about the legend. So mm. she was telling me about it. And plus, I've actually really got into kayaking as well recently. Oh, so, okay. That's, yes. that's something I never expected. She, to she's come sporty from. now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really... <laughs> kayaking of all things to get into. Like, this, do you so live this, near a river? No, this is the, this is the problem. <laughs> I, I don't even live remotely close to a body of water. But um, I saw she posted on Facebook that she she had a kayak and she was going, and I was like, right, well, we need to make a horror film there immediately. Completely underestimating how difficult making a film is on water. Oh, I can um, imagine. So uh, yeah, we went uh, camping for a couple of days uh, a weekend oh. or so ago, um, and just absolutely bossed it out um, and. Nice. Yeah, obviously in the run up to that, I've been going kayaking with, uh, with Sarah, who's the star of the film. And I absolutely love it. Um, oh, wow. what is funny though is I've done like really, really well when it's just been me and her. But you know, mm. as soon as like the cast and crew were there and I had oh, to get yeah. on a boat, I fell in every time. <laughs> <laughs> I fully fell in. I just completely just. What's the difference between kayaks, kayaking and canoeing? Or is it um, just a posh version, like a posher way of saying? So I think canoeing? a kayak is more. So the the kayak I usually go on, I will say disclaimer, it is Sarah's because uh, she has like multiple of these kayaks for some reason. Um, mm. She, I go on like a sit on top one, so it's a bit more stable. She goes on one where you like sit in it, and that terrifies right. me because if you go underwater and you have to get out, it's like no, oh. nope. Uh, a canoe is more like just a long narrow boat that you oh. paddle with. Oh. Um, so, well, I suppose that's the difference. Every day's a school day, and our audience are <laughs> for a massive treat today. Yeah. You came here expecting the mummy. You've left being kayak experts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 been a a weird month. That's what yeah. I'd say. But um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and the uh, 
the the next one we're filming uh, early October to release at Halloween. I'll probably say more about that nearer the time. Yeah, uh, just because. Yeah, I don't. Tickle everyone's balls, don't. Yeah, yeah. Tickle everyone's balls, don't. Yeah, a bit of a tease. Yeah, edge everyone a little bit. <laughs> Um, speaking of edging, um, mm. this film, oh my days. Well, how, many, how many times have you edged to this film? <laughs> um, not that many, to be honest, I can't be asked. <laughs> um, <laughs> the attention span, but no, I, um, huge fan of the first two mummy films and mm. another entry into the franchise, which I'll talk about later on, but the first two, well, I say the first two mummy films, I think are two of the greatest, greatest films I dare say of all time they mm-hmm. are i think they're quite timeless um oh absolutely yeah other attempts to uh, to capture some of the magic that these films had have been attempted and failed miserably even yeah. by the same team we're not going to talk about the curse of the dragon emperor or whatever the third one's called today because i've watched it once and i probably won't watch it again fair enough okay and that was many but that was when it was released um yeah and also the tom cruise mummy film um yeah i'm happy to, to not <laughs> yeah not that's, mentioned that that's something that happened um <laughs> it was a film that we were also all involved a mummy. we were all gonna be treated to that dark universe which um well yeah i, w- I will say that that i've got it that me. never happened yeah. yeah like a an avengers of the universal monsters is well is if i want that i'll just watch monster squad so but also that yeah absolutely um have you so have you had you ever seen or have you ever seen the original the mummy or any of the, the original Boris ones, like, like yeah, mummy. from the thirties. Not before I watched this. Oh, okay. Um, I came to that much later on. Um, yeah. This. I mean, I'd um, probably say yeah, same actually. Like, I like to pretend that I'm a film snob, yeah. but yeah, obviously we grew up on this, so. Oh, I didn't see it in the cinema, but I did watch a. We used to have like a a man at the local market who used to do dodgy videos. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I first watched that, and then in two thousand and one. Uh, I believe was when The Mummy Returns came out. I, that's when I yeah. went to see in cinema. Uh, I went to see that with my auntie Pauline. And it was it was brilliant. Like, I remember being terrified, mm-hmm. equal parts terrified and like, oh, something's happening. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's... I was I was quite scared. They are, they are quite... They've got very, like, cool moments of horror. Um, Absolutely. And for a young kid watching them, especially, I was like, ah, I've, there's such a theme in this where I'm like, yeah, I watched this when I was like two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've noticed, but yeah, a lot of the films we talk about, I did come across at early age. But um, I do love yeah. that it's either your, it, it was your gran, wasn't it, at Blockbuster, or yeah. now it's the dodgy guy on the market with the, the pirate uh, DVD. He was the enabler. <laughs> uh, the reason why I got it is because as you know, as queer kids, you're always like. Are you going to be obsessed with ancient Egypt or Greece or Rome or anything? I was all of them. I was um, going to say, yeah, like I was the whole frigging checklist. I can remember. I'm sure everyone at home had that one book that everyone else seemed to have that was all about ancient Egypt. Yes. I can, so, so this, I think what got me into stuff was I watched The Prince of Egypt like first oh, when I was a kid. Yes. And I saw that at the cinema. La, 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 la. <laughs> So I was, I was a hundred percent into that. And I can remember I used to sit as a kid with the, the, with the Prince of Egypt playing on VHS. And then I'd have 
that book, the, the Ancient Egypt book, and I'd just be flicking through and I'd just be uh, just be uh, listening to the music as I'd learn about mummification and freaking nice. sarcophaguses and Tutankhamun. So I, I, do you reckon that was like a thing? Like it is part of part of the, I don't know, qualifications of the queer world is that you have to be obsessed it is, with an ancient civilization. Yeah, yeah, it honestly is. If you weren't <laughs> as a kid, you're only lying to yourself later on in life. Um, I definitely wanted to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. Oh my God, I wanted to be an archaeologist so bad. I wanted to be an archaeologist or what are the dinosaur people? Right. They're archaeologists as yeah, well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Just a different type, I suppose. Yeah. More bony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very interested in bones, uh, an obsession that carried through to life. Um, I tell you what's a really good video for anyone to watch. I know we haven't got anywhere near recommendations yet, but a really good video for people to watch is, oh, I really wish I could remember name, but if you go onto YouTube and just put in um, an Egyptologist watches the mummy, um, there's this really cool Egyptologist who is, is dresses like she's, she's got like yeah. dark academia. That's yeah. Thing. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she dresses like she's like from the twenties. She dresses her like Evelyn, doesn't she? Yeah. Like yeah. Basically. She and basically they, they both look so cool, but they're, it's really cool because they dissect this film and say what was accurate and what wasn't accurate. And you know what? It, it turns out that they did a decent job. Mm. Obviously, they had to ramp things up because it's fantasy and all that. Art, but they got some cool stuff in there. But it's a really cool video if you're like a big fan of it and you want to learn a bit more about mm-hmm. Egypt and stuff like that. I, yeah, I watched that video twice in preparation for this just because I think it's really, really cool. I think cool. she's awesome. I think she, yeah, she's she's really, really cool. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I meant to mention it and I, I completely forgot. I was very much aware of ancient Egypt from school, uh, Prince of Egypt, just being... I, I guess just being a queer kid, but then I, I actually watched this for the first time, having taped it off ITV near <laughs> Christmas, like way back when. And I can remember having like I used to have loads of VHS tapes, you know, of like the films when they used to premiere on TV for the yeah, first yeah. time. And yeah, this was this was definitely one of them. I think one I had I had Deep Blue Sea, and I had this. Oh my um, god! Deep Blue Sea was the first DVD I ever owned. <laughs> it came it came free with a DVD player. When I say free, uh, my, my first god. ever DVD player was stolen, and it was inside the DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you just completely made that sound like it was part of the bundle. <laughs> well, you just it. <laughs> I didn't rub it. Um, <laughs> hypothetically, a family member did. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those films that I can remember the first time I watched it absolutely terrified me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I had nightmares after watching this the first time. Um, yeah. And then oh. it's become a film that I just quote quite regularly now. Yeah, it's 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 definitely become a comfort film. It's very mm. quotable. Both, both films are very quotable. There's great writing in there. The pacing of these films is absolutely fantastic. Well, the first more than the second, actually. The, the first film, the pacing of it is incredible. I love that we're teased, but we're not like wanting to fun too much. And just, oh, I just always talk about how it's such a good pace film. There's no like dead air. And no, I really love absolutely it. not. I think, in all honesty, like I would hedge a bet and and say, I do think this is like a near perfect like summer blockbuster. Absolutely, oh, yeah. And the fact that it has horror in there and it's obviously one of these icons of of universal horror, I think, is just an absolute bonus. But I obviously I don't really want to mention uh, the other incarnations and and stuff. But 
obviously seeing the original since then, and then of course the other iterations that we've got since this this one came out, I did appreciate that this was set in the 1920s. And I do think yeah. that it's, it's a story that works well in that setting. I think in all honesty, that was maybe a bit, one of many downfalls of the, uh, the Tom Cruise, uh, the mummy film, just because it doesn't translate well. Um, it was, I really liked what I liked about that film was I did like that. We got a different iteration of the mummy and I don't know. I think the design was cool. I really liked, like the, t- the, the two irises mm-hmm. oh, just really made me itchy and on edge. But then it just became, it became so boring. It became like a superhero film and, and well, it essentially it was, beca- it just it? became a, it became like a, just it like, was a Tom it, just, Cruise vehicle. it was a Tom Cruise vehicle. It really was. Yes. It felt like mission impossible goes to Egypt. The only good mission. I've never watched any of the films, mission impossible. Um, I Even just like that. Henry Cavill. I've just seen all the clips of Henry Cavill in that one where he's, when he reloads his arms in the back. When he reloads his arms. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, shout yeah. out if you're listening, but a friend of mine um, is an, is a stunt performer on the Witcher. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and told me that they got a high fi- many high fives from Henry Cavill, and I've told them don't it's, wash homoph- the hand. it's homophobic <laughs> if that if that happens again, and he don't say, can you just I don't know get your tits out for Liam um, <laughs> and send him send him a video. Um, Seems fair. So yeah, shout out to you. You know, I, I won't. I don't I can't remember if I said your name. God, no, I haven't said your name. Um, but you know who you are if you are listening and. <laughs> the- They've done really well. Oh my god! So they, sorry to sidebar really quickly, but no, they're doing it. stunt work on The Witcher, um, the new Game of Thrones House of the Dragon thing. They're killing it. I'm so proud of them. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Good, good on them. Good but on them. That's the kind of like tenuous link back in the stunt work in these um, films as well. Incredible. I always feel like when we're talking about horror, we always talk about like, um, like you know, like a final girls and stuff like this. Mm. I really like it when stunt performers really like help make a film thinking of like oh you've got films where like you've got people walking on fire you've got the fire stunts um what's that film that scares me cape fear um but uh, and then in this there's just some great great stunt work it It really does and um, i don't know how much um brendan fraser did himself but i know he liked to get heavily involved but oh He's got the body for stunt work in this. <laughs> He's got a body. Oh my god! Not to objectify, and I feel awful for doing so, but I, I wouldn't be me without objectifying anyone. Um, it wouldn't even be a their queer episode. Um, I first saw Brendan Fraser in Georgia the Jungle, and I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I am gay. Um, <laughs> just sweaty, loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> And then in this film, he's just, oh, he's such a bastard, but he's such like a sexy, cocky bastard with it all. He's, yeah, I, I mean, he is, I th- well, I mean, getting into it then, like, mm. Brennan Fraser obviously plays Rick, and there's this whole kind of love setup going on then with uh, Rachel Weiss, who plays Evelyn. Um, oh, there's her no, brother, she... who's involved, played by John Hanna, um, mm. but he's very much at the side of it. But I mean, it's their film, it's, it's them two. Um, and I will say, I do think this is the reason that I'm by, to be honest, because I saw mm. both of them and was like, ah, no! yeah. <laughs> um, um, also, shout out to Oded Fair as well, um, because he is also a gorgeous man who just sits atop a horse and just watches things go by. So, oh my God, the Magi guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Him. And then um, the one who gets his eyes eaten. 
Oh yeah. I, oh god. My eyes. Oh, oh. my tongue. Oh my god. There's just some like some ridiculously beautiful men. I in mean, this. yeah. The, the whole and, cast and is Rachel Weisz and Anak Sunderman. Mm. Um, good god. Yeah. So yeah, for anybody who hasn't watched either of these films, the basic premise is Rachel Weisz really fucking loves Egypt. Um, she <laughs> <laughs> she goes to she goes to Egypt, try, meets a man who's like a bit of a bastard and he's locked up. And he's like, I can take you to uh, a secret Egypt place that no one's ever been to. And she's like, oh, go on then. Um, they go together. Um, <laughs> go on then. <laughs> they accidentally wake up a, a mummy who's an ex-dickhead who used to bowl about with the pharaoh but f***ed his wife. And so the curse was put on him and then they released the curse and then the the mummy, Emotet's just like, oh, I need to be uh, alive again and rain plagues upon Egypt. And they're like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> not having any of that. So hijinks ensue. Turns out Emotep really fancies Rachel Weiss. I mean, he's only, I was going to say he's only human, but he's only inhuman. Um <laughs> But also, he sees her as the reincarnation of his lover, his dead mm-hmm. lover, Anak Moon. But the second film will kind of muddy that a little bit. Um, so mm. basically, in the end... Um, sorry about that, everyone. My cat fell onto my laptop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cats do feature heavily in these films. Yes, they do. Guardians of the Underworld. Um, so maybe Stella just didn't like where this conversation was no. going. <laughs> Well, yeah, she, um, so basically, long story short, Rick O'Connell, sexy bastard that he is, saves the day and the mummy gets put to bed. It's, it's, that's certainly one way of, of, of summarizing yeah. it. <laughs> it's, <coughs> it's, it's just incredible. It's such a good, good film. So like, good. It's so um, entertaining. And like you yeah. said, there is like no dead space, pardon the pun. No. Like it's just one thing. Just really, gr- really great atmospheric horror. Um, mm. Really great design. Um, the costumes are stunning. The, the sound, even though it does that typical thing of, right, we're set somewhere hot, so let's put a yellow filter on everything. But you know what? It, it was 99. Um, Have you seen that vi- the TikTok video that's going viral at the moment where it's like any Hollywood film that features a Middle Eastern country? And it, it's just it's a, like an the- orange-yellow lens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, then it has to wobble because of the heat. Yeah. And then there's a woman in the background who looks at camera like through yeah. like some head And there's someone going yeah <laughs> they've got it everything all. it's everything <laughs> and then if it's i don't know if it's somewhere cold it has like the blue twilight filter on it anyway yeah <laughs> this film um what a great ensemble cast i it's really hard to talk about these films without talking about the cast themselves mm, um absolutely they're just everybody gets a moment to shine as well even those who are have a bit of a small role um <laughs> Okay. Yeah, she's just lie down, hun. <laughs> just lie down. She's chasing a fly around. Poor baby. I just can't tell you what it sounds like from the scent. <laughs> Bless. She's her. trying to get into a cupboard. Oh. <laughs> oh. So it'd be really silly to talk about these films without talking about how great the cast are. Um, mm. Everybody in this cast gets a moment to shine. Um, Evie's brother has like some great comedic timing. Um, Brendan Fraser is clearly like the star and was like, I think the definition of heartthrob to me. Like, mm. like has that Errol Flynn, um, oh, who else? I'm trying to think of people of that age. Errol Flynn, 
I'll just say Errol Flynn. That's about <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like Errol Flynn. Very Saint-Tropez. I think, <laughs> I, think, I, think I, um, I think what I love about his character in particular is the fact that he is such a flawed character. Mm. But, like we're allowed to see that and enjoy it and then have a good time uh, with him kind of then realizing do you know what he is actually going to be a nice yeah. guy and fall in love with with evie i didn't realize until watched it at a later age how dark it actually gets like like somebody literally gets their eyes sucked out and their tongue ripped out and you don't think because it, i think it's like a 12 isn't it or something like that yeah, th- yeah. this is what i mean like this is why this film genuinely scarred me because it goes places yeah. like in the chat when he becomes stuff. like when he gets when mummified like, alive yeah, and they, and they put the f- tongues, and they put the flesh-eating scarabs in flesh-eating there, and bugs. yeah, um, and then there's like the bits where he's like all sinew and muscle and stuff, and it's like it was like PG Hellraiser at that point. Absolutely, it was <laughs> um, like it, it's it's definitely uh, I think teetering on the edge of being a bit more than a twelve. Yeah. It's it's one of those, but I think um, we talk a lot about gateway horror on this, and I think this is definitely one of those where if you want to get into horror, but like you like your action films and mm. that's kind of thing. It's a really good in, way in because then you've got some like really horrific stuff, but you've got so much action and comedy to kind of like even it yeah. out. Um, and then you can then go back and I don't know, maybe watch, you know, the Boris Karloff original. And then I don't know, watch Abbott and Costa or something. <laughs> absolutely, um, absolutely. It's, it's just a great, great way in. Highlights for me of the first film, um, scenes that I like in particular, is is where Imhotep's come to Evelyn's room and he's trying to get out his way with her. And it's like, nope, this cat's going to completely f***ing cut well, like you. I've got... <laughs> I've got. There is a comment to make there. I think a man who's so afraid of pussy that he has to evaporate into sand and leave the room <laughs> is uh, is definitely some, something to be uh, to be noted. Oh, Imot- um, I haven't even spoken about I how mean, sexy Imotep is as well. Is, um, although I did for nice. ages think it was Billy Zane. I thought it was. The, I used oh, to say as a kid, I was oh. like, "Oh, that's the same guy from Titanic." Oh. Um, and then no, I was I like, know. "Why is he sexy in this and not sexy in Titanic?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that just like a, another unanimous thing? Do people just not really like Billy Zane? Or uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm I've sh- met anyone who's I'm sure he's, Billy I'm Zane's sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's mm, lovely. Just, I, I don't know. You know how you know. said F Michael Douglas on the last episode? I'm, I mm. think I might say F Billy Zane on this one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like he'd be a bit <laughs> of a dick. <laughs> um, another highlight for me is any scene where Evelyn just gets to, like, girl boss. I just love how knowledgeable she is. I like that even though she is a damsel in distress, she's She kind of does it with a nod and a wink though, doesn't she? Like she's always, I mean, even the, you know, the opening scene with the library where she's in the library and she has that Mm. great comedy scene on the ladder and she just fully dominates all the bookcases. (laughs) But it turns into a carry on film for a second. (laughs) Absolutely. Even after that, she's kind of like, well, the only reason I'm here is because I'm the only one who can actually bloody do this job. So yes. simmer down. She is incredible and yeah. just gets just as incredible for her. I really love the scene when she's drunk. <laughs> the amount of times I say, I'm a librarian, you know, when I'm, I'm on a night out is, yeah. is unbelievable. Like if I'm in a smoking area anywhere, I'm probably mm. saying I'm a librarian to someone. So that's, that's me. <laughs> 
one thing I found out from um, the Egyptologist was it turns out that Egypt weren't like ancient Egyptians weren't as obsessed with cats as we all seem to think they were. Mm. In fact, they preferred dogs because they gave dog people dogs people names, but cats were just called cat. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it just happens that a lot of cats were featured in symbolism and stuff. And cats were never the, like... Guardians of the underworld. Guardians of the underworld. <laughs> I mean, I did think that. Could you imagine? Watched, uh, you you want just... to get into the afterlife and then you have to go... Pss, 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 pss. <laughs> <laughs> All you'd need is just a red laser pen and then you'd be in, wouldn't you? Just like, here, pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You've got cream all over your whiskers. <laughs> Sorry, for any Big Brother fans out there, um, George Galloway said, yeah. would you like me to be the cat? <laughs> <laughs> That's scarier that was, than anything we've ever uttered on this film. <laughs> I, I will say, that's something that I mean. Again, I suppose you know when I just think of like my childhood, it was pretty much just Big Brother and the Mummy. Like, yeah. if I'm being honest, so, yeah, absolutely. Channel Four for Big Brother. Flick over to ITV Two, and they're either going to be playing the mummy some bridget jones film yeah or star wars fast, used to get a lot yeah jurassic fast, park. a fast and the furious or, film. Yeah. it was only ever jurassic park 3 though they they just <laughs> they love jurassic just park 3 over there <laughs> they obviously couldn't afford the rights to uh, one and two could they say so they just got the der- terrible one where, oh. the, uh, where the raptor goes <laughs> on the plane alan <laughs> <laughs> oh Anyway, let's talk about a vastly superior film. Other highlights for me is the character of Benny. Just... I'm glad you mentioned him. <laughs> it's oh, such God. a little scrawny <laughs> shit. Um, I just love when he's like <laughs> trying to save himself. So he's like got all he's these got different religious. Means the good Lord protecting Batch over me. There's a shepherd Batch is over his flock. That's camp. That's absolutely camp. camp. These films are great, great camp films. That's a great Mm. way of putting it. They really are camp. I don't think it, well, it wasn't as intentional as they wanted it to be. But I think they're one degree away from sometimes Brendan Fraser and co just literally looking at the camera and going, <laughs> Are you in on the joke too? Um, so yeah, I mean, oh, but, but Benny, yeah. Benny is chef's kiss. I I love his little hat. I love, yeah. like you say, how scrawny he is. I will say, I think that's probably the one of the moments that absolutely ruined me and stuck with me though. Is oh, his when he dies at the end. Oh. <laughs> Is, I I don't think oh. it's warranted. Like I know he's a bad person, but it's vile. <laughs> and, it I mean, is, you it don't is. see anything. Mm. It's just the sound effects. It's poor. yeah. Yeah, I really uh, the sets for this as well were incredible. I mm. I don't mean to shit on CGI sets that much because you know you've got to do what you got to do. But to <laughs> see like big, uh, it's so nice to watch a film where like big sets are a thing it's just nice to see an oh. actual wall yeah <laughs> and like actual steps <laughs> real walls yeah um i mean and that's not to say there's no cgi in this and and not all the cgi is aged 
that well. The scarab beetles mm. and stuff. But this was like ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not I, I think what I appreciated about it and why I do think it is still such a good film is yeah because the production values are so high because the performance is there the script is killer um, mm. but the CG that is there yeah I think you know particularly like the soul kind of bath bit and like where that yeah. comes up that looks a bit hokey but you know the mummy itself when that's CG oh yeah and some of the like the mummy guards and stuff they mm-hmm. still look great and I mean yeah. I, I, I've got to talk about the fact that they do the perfect homage to Jason and the Argonauts and the old oh, like, stop my God. motion skeleton battle with Brendan Fraser and then the CGI uh, mm. mummies. It's like the perfect continuation. Of I that. used to watch Jason and the Argonauts religiously as a kid. Yes. I loved I love that film films. so much. Do you know the f-ing woman on the front of the boat? <laughs> I used to pretend to be her. Did- <laughs> Were you on the sofa just lent out? I was on the end of my bed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my just, god! Just oh. talking in whispers. <laughs> I used to love all those old like romp films. Like I thought they were just great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They were just oh. they were just so much fun. Just looking at the cast of this again, Jonathan Hyde is in it. Who again? We were talking about they're like they were in Jumanji, Titanic, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Anaconda, Richie Rich. Great, great actor. You must I, read from the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in Jumanji. And mm. it's only when you get so older that you realise that, yeah, he's also Van Pelt as well as Robin Hood. Robin Williams' is dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also Robin Hood's dad, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, <laughs> I feel bad because I keep saying, oh, God, this film's great. And I'm not really getting too much to it. But I really do think when they cast this and they were like, we've got these two people on screen, how are people going to react? I, I really honestly do think it, our generation and seeping into Gen Z most mm. of us are queer because of this this film Absolutely. and the next film. It's it's not all about looks, I know, but they're also very attractive, but also just incredible people. Like, I literally can't think of like if I if somebody was to say to me, describe the archetype of like a heartthrob in a film, it literally would be Rick O'Connell in this, mm-hmm. him and in some way Flynn Rider but Flynn Rider was clearly I think Flynn Rider inspired. was definitely inspired yeah. by Rick O'Connell yeah for sure absolutely. I mean the hair as well absolutely yeah. and the smolder because he definitely smolders a lot in there <laughs> um, I really like when he's um, captured and he's a bit tortured um, in that prison as well um, <laughs> he just had being... a very good time <laughs> <laughs> Both of these people as well have gone on to have like they've just they're just great performers like their careers as well. I know there's the stuff with Brendan Fraser, but at the moment people are, you know, he's managed to tell he's told his story and people are just seeing everybody welcome him back and Mm -hmm. show him how beloved he is. Um, not just because of the mummy, just great films like George of the Jungle. Just being a decent film. Just an incredible an incredible yeah. person as well as being ridiculously f-ing fine. Um, <laughs> and then Rachel Weiss has just gone on to be like a gay she's, icon. She's just not aged a day, has she? She hasn't. Um, that when she was in Black Widow film recently, I was like, how the f- is she still, how is she still the same? She looked Absolutely. incredible and she's like doing flips and shit. Yeah. yeah I'd like her. to see her come back and do a little bit more. Cause I know she's I, kind of been yeah. a lot more focused, I think like on her family and, and that side mm-hmm. of things. She's married to she's Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig isn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. could you like, imagine another beautiful I, pairing? I yeah. would love to watch. Oh, wow. I would love to watch. 
if you, if by any chance if they ever if anyone they were knows in a film them together weren't they were they on uh, was it Dreamhouse? i think that i don't oh, know if I that's where they them. met but um, i don't know either if there's way, a sex I'd scene there you might be able love to, to watch be, no i want to see the real thing i want to be a fly on the wall <laughs> i want to be able to smell it um oh, <laughs> dear lord but i would really love um for these two to get back into like to do some like horror but like of a different nature i think i'd really like to see rachel vice in a in the screen franchise i know that we've only really got mm. i like i don't know i can imagine her being like turns out gail weathers has a sassy sister and i'm like <laughs> i can see yes. it and brendan fraser i'd really love to see him do something a film that i really like um 10 Cloverfield Lane. I know that not a lot of people like it, but John Goodman's performance in that. Yeah, I'd love I absolutely to, I'd, love 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I'd love to see marvelous. Brendan Fraser in a film very similar to, you know, taking on that kind of sinister yeah. role. Because yeah. we all know him as this, like, happy-go-lucky. Well, um, I'm excited to see him in, in The Whale. In Whale, I know that's yeah. going to be more, uh, like, from what I've read. And again, he's a queer character in that as well, I believe. Mm. Um, so I, I'm excited to to see that um i do like darren aronofsky like in his his films they usually mm-hmm. throw up a lot of questions I, I don't know i think it's it's going to be interesting to to see like it wouldn't surprise me i mean i know we've done a previous episode on scooby-doo mm-hmm. like this is like a scooby-doo for me like it was definitely yes. one of those things that you'd have in the dvd player on repeat or you'd have the vhs tape or you'd mm. I, I just grew up on on these films um, and i know there's grumblings about them maybe trying to actually get another scooby-doo film made i wouldn't be mad at that i wouldn't be mad at seeing another mummy film to be honest no me because neither I think they've got it down mm-hmm. um, and they're not going to improve on it <laughs> yeah um so on that sweet little note we're going to move on to the mummy returns mm. a a film that kind of divides some people because I think it's great. Some people don't enjoy it as much as the first one. I think it's on par, personally. Um, mm-hmm. The CGI isn't as good, and we all know that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna address the scorpion in the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole Dwayne the Rock Johnson bit at the end, where he's it's like just a, shame. a scorpion man, and he just looks like I don't know, like scaly Shrek. Even Shrek, actually, Shrek looked better than that. I was going to say, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a and choice, like, isn't it? And some of the mummy effects weren't as good as they were in the first one. It kind of, but what I did like about this film a lot is we got to develop the characters more. It does rehash some of the same plot points as the first one, yes. Mm. But what I like about it is these characters, when we meet them again, in the mummy quite a few years later um so we've got rick and evelyn are married and they have an annoying brat of a little bloody child called alex they always ruin films with a child and in this film a child a child <laughs> uh, and this film is no exception so they're still being oh God. first of all could you imagine having them to his parents like I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think I wanted them to be my parents. <laughs> like, just, this kid doesn't realise how lucky he is to have these, like, really cool parents. Absolutely. Um, so they're still adventuring. Alex finds a bracelet and puts it on, being a little that he is. And it turns out that this this bracelet can take you to the tomb of the Scorpion King, who was a man back in the day if, if you, I'm not going to explain what the Scorpion King is and I'm not watching this I watched the Scorpion King film once and I, I probably won't do that to myself again I was going to anyway, I think I only saw it like and then, once 
Im- uh, lo and behold, Imhotep's back to life. The twist, I suppose, on this one is that Anaxana mm. Moon is is yeah. back in. She's kind of reincarnated, isn't she? So yeah, she's the one doing the bringing back of Imhotep this time. And so, then, so Anaxana Moon's here, um, <laughs> and she gets to you know, she's absolutely to- stunning as well. She- oh my god, I want <laughs> when she's. I'll just quickly talk about that flashback scene. Well, I think just, this is the whole reason why we've included this, surely, yeah. because I so, mean, okay, <laughs> I'm going to address this now. Address the golden get, sword fight in the before room before we get any further. <laughs> the sword fight in this film, well, it's a sci fight uh, in mm. this film between Anax and the Moon and Nefertiti, um, who it turns out, spoiler alert, yeah, there's a whole reincarnation yeah. so plot going when, on. So when one. he was like, "You remind me of my dead." shag um he was thinking of the wrong one <laughs> wow but anyway that this fight scene the, first of all the choreography in that mm-hmm. fight scene is it is so good like it's really really good uh them two look hot like ladies so hot. sorry to disappoint but you're not my thing i'm sure a lot of you are crying right now uh but <laughs> when i watch that scene i'm like oh damn um maybe oh damn maybe <laughs> I do like the ladies. No, I don't. Uh, it's just that scene. But it's, I do oh, love the so fact good. that it takes them to be painted gold in full like armor and loincloths, yeah. and then you're like, maybe. <laughs> it's so good though, and like it's really nice because we get like it is weird that like it only like we never got hints of um, Evelyn being the reincarnation of a, a pharaoh or a queen in I the first I think they film. pulled a Halloween 2 on this, didn't they? When yeah. they were just like randomly like, oh, Michael Myers is Laurie's brother. Yeah. Or also you're reincarnated from. Yeah, everyone has previous. to be, re- everyone has to be involved in that. But, um, so yeah, Alex finds this bracelet. Which looks like something you get in Claire's accessories, by the way. Yes. I, it's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I wish there was, she was a scene and that's where he got it. It's just in Claire's. Um, but yeah, and then it, oh, it turns out that also, oh, it also turns out that Rick is a member of the Magi. Um, mm. who were those sexy warrior men from the first film. And we get even more sexy tattooed warrior men in this <laughs> film, which I'm very, very grateful for. Long story short, um, they all piss off back to Egypt. Rick and Imhotep are fighting again, and but Anax and the Moon and Evelyn are fighting while Alex is being a whingy little And then Imhotep and Rick then have to fight the Scorpion King, and it's a whole thing. Love saves the day. Mm. And <laughs> it's it's a lot happens in this film, and I get why people don't like it. I think I think I I so I I definitely don't think it's on par with the original. Unfortunately, oh, okay. I do absolutely love the scene that we've talked about the the mm. the fight scene. I think the dirigible kind of inflatable thing <laughs> out in the sky <laughs> kind of took me out of it. I hated. I like the little pygmy monsters. I thought oh, they were so cute. terrifying. It really. That, speaking of Jurassic Park, it reminded me that scene when they're in the grass. Really reminded yeah. me of the Lost World when the yeah. raptors take them out. That yeah. was really cool. I think some of the. I like when there's the whole army of the Medjay going up against the army um, because. Mm. Those well, yeah, men. you've got like a lot of Anubis uh, yeah. kind of uh, soldiers, haven't you? Um, mm-hmm. I like the stuff on the the London bus as well. I, I thought that yeah. was really cool. Like again, like you know when Great it was stunts. like practical and it was yeah. stunt work, and it was it was very much in the vein of the first one. Again, I thought it was great. It's just yeah, when <sighs> I, I get a sequel's kind of got to up the ante. 
uh, mm. on the first one. But when the first one was like literally so awesome and like, then like what you said, it borrows so much DNA and, and kind of plot points from the first one. I mean, even to yeah. the point where uh, Alex, the kid, uh, he's on the, the pillars, isn't he? And he has the whole scene where they all fall yeah. down, similar to Evelyn in the first one. You're kind of like, mm, okay, cool. Well, it was, I, I um, like it, but I don't yeah. love it. It was Dwayne The Rock Johnson's first feature film. Yeah, which is I will say, though, one of my favourite performers is in this film, um, Alan Armstrong. He's an incredible star of stage and screen. Um, he was i don't like lay miz uh, i'll go on record and say i think lay miz is a pile of shit but um <laughs> he plays the best version of uh monsieur venardier uh, ever if you ever get a chance to watch him do master of the house on youtube uh, or wherever uh watch it he's incredible but he's just as incredible in this he's like a real character performer again with this all actors get to shine uh, it's nice that the sexy magi man gets to be the sexy magi man again um <laughs> oh my god he's he's probably i find him the most attractive out of all the it's his voice he's his got a nice voice, voice. Um, he was in the resident evil films as well wasn't he um, yeah unfortunately those films happened and so did the tv show <laughs> but um yeah well, which has been cancelled yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he it's, was uh, in um yeah, he, if, if anyone's ever watched Juice Bigelow, male gigolo, he's in that and he plays, <laughs> he plays a gigolo. But no, he's uh, he's a great voice actor as well. He's- I think the thing is, you know about the second film, like it, it isn't a bad film, like by any means, like there was no. a lot more shit made at that time. Mm. I just think it's because it's in the shadow of the first one. Um, I don't I think mean- it's as scary as the first one as well. No, I feel like the first not. one, you could... You could very easily say that it's action horror, whereas this mm. one I feel like is more of a. Like, it's like a family caper sort of thing. Action I adventure. Think, yeah. You know, I'd so say bringing it was, the yeah. kid into it. I think it was it an attempt it. to maybe like up the stakes, but then at the same time, it made everything kind of like kid friendly. But they bought well. a kid into it because they did want to make it a big franchise, which is. Mm. Like, I'll talk about it now, but it'll come up later because they had a tie in kids' TV show to this. The animated mummy the TV show. Of the TV show up on my list. I had the DVDs. I was obsessed with it. I yeah, used to watch same. it on BBC. Uh, it was great. I was really. Je- I'm not going to lie though. I was jealous of Alex as a kid. Yeah. So I, want, I, wa- I wanted that bracelet. I wanted to be an archaeologist, and then he's like literally being raised by archaeologists and getting raised in like frigging tombs. I'm like, yeah. What am I doing? Going to primary school? Like, what is my life? I will say one thing as well though that I do love about both of them particularly though again i suppose it is the first one um mm. and i noticed this time around watching uh was the sound mm. you know like especially like when you're in like the tombs and stuff and like emotep's there and stuff and there's like these little subtle like eh, like sounds yeah. that are like going off yeah it's oh, nice because you're because there's like stuff what's great as well talking about the sound is it's like again really small things like it does do the whole middle eastern score and and Mm. that but it is trying to evoke a feeling which i i get again the sounds that i really like the sound that the bracelet makes (laughs) it sounds really silly there's like a really nice sound that it makes i can't off the top of my head i can't do you um do you get like that with films sometimes like when you hear like a sound effect and you just go "Mm." oh my god the sound of a lightsaber igniting (sighs) 
Oh Ooh. my god, it's just really sat and the hum that it makes. There's there's a bit in the original Transformers film, the, the animated base. one. No, 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 oh. no the, like the Michael Bay films. Yeah. it's on. It's at the military base at the start, and I think like one of them does like an EMP pulse, and it just mm. goes like. <laughs> In Star Wars, again, when Boba <laughs> Fett, um, yeah, Boba Fett has these bombs. Uh, no, Django Fett has these bombs coming out of Save One, um, and the noise that they make. Oh my god! I'm not there an ASMR person, there? but there is yeah. something about sounds in films sometimes when they just scratch that itch that mm. you just didn't know you had, and then you just go, oh, okay. But I think this film, The Mummy Returns, is gayer than the first film. I think it's a hundred percent gay because it's really it is so. Camp and also there's a lot of gratuitous shots of everyone looking sexy. I think um, they knew the cast yeah. were like hot as the amount of slow mo as well in this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always think slow mo is a sign of camp to be honest, <laughs> particularly uh, objects being thrown from one person to another. Yeah. And there's literally a point where I think is it Osiris's scepter like goes through <laughs> fire <laughs> slow mo and extends as it goes through the air. Incredible. I'm like, okay, phallic. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's 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 a lot it's just a shame about that ending i think uh, yeah. you know if the ending was like on par or like was the same standard of the ending of the first one yeah like, I, th- I think i think the, the big thing that that lets us down is they couldn't decide of whether they wanted Imhotep to be the, the scary bad guy again or whether they wanted the scorpion king to be as as scary as he Mm. was claimed to be and then he, <laughs> he there was all this wasn't. there was this build-up and he was just he just, he looked, just like looked like a, a playstation character yeah that's literally so what he bad. looked like it's um, um it's it's a shame unfortunately this did launch Dwayne the rock johnson's acting career and now we can't f-ing get rid of him because he's in everything do you, not, do you not like him he's he plays the same character in everything i mean i think he is Dwayne the rock johnson as something uh, absolutely but he's also in he's everything guy, at the though. moment no i'm not saying he's a bad guy i just i'm i get so bored when somebody's like the flavor of the moment and they're in everything mm. i'm looking at how everyone casting harry styles and everything right don't, now don't. um who can't <laughs> act I call shade. but i'll okay i'll give Dwayne Rock Johnson something he does have some great comedic timing but we, we, we wouldn't know from this film <laughs> we, wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about him in this film what do you uh, mean when get, he opens the doors and he skulls down from the ceiling <laughs> we get I mean we get some backstory don't we at the beginning I can't remember whether him. it's this one or it's the Scorpion King where he's buried up to his head in sand and then he starts eating ants or something I'm sure I that's think, the I thing I think that's this one <laughs> uh, but I can just remember that making me laugh because like he was <laughs> He was literally buried up to his head, just eating ants because he was that hard. So, I'd, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting first film. Um, I can remember around the time as well how like much he was being paid and how much of a thing that was. And that mm. never really made sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense to me now so much. But at the same time, I do think he's found his niche, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, still on the topic of, of him, I didn't completely hate the Jungle Cruise movie because I kind of felt like it borrowed a lot from The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean to make like its own I, bet I haven't thing. seen it, not going to lie. Um, if he's in it's a film, I gen- normally Emily I won't Blunt's watch it. Emily Blunt's in it, though. So, oh, okay. I mean, Emily, Emily, Emily Blunt is, is another person who... Yeah. Just, her and Rachel Vice, just... very similar vibes, mm. both of them. Uh, I think John Krasinski, though, as well, and Brendan Fraser, I mean, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, stop giving me ideas. Hill. <laughs> That's an Eiffel Tower. Oh, yes. Um, 
<laughs> would they fit in your in your little cubby? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they would. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. We get the one thing I do like it does expand on a little bit more like Egyptian law kind of. <laughs> um, um it's nice um knowing a little bit more about the Magi because they were a real thing. Mm. Um or they were called like the Magi or something. I think translation got lost. Again, when we harken back to them fighting in ancient Egypt, it's really nice seeing like the costumes and shit there. And I really like um the designs of like the army of Anubis. I think mm. just some really beautiful design because it Everybody who loved Egypt as a kid loved it because these gods were like mainly because of the the they iconography. Were essentially, like, superheroes, weren't they? Yeah, like they oh, were. God. They were Have the comic books before comic gods books. of Egypt. Stop! No, no. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot I that was a thing. That. I forgot that was a thing. This film, there was kind of like a because it's it still made a lot of money back. It, mm. it was like a. I think it was 80 million the budget and it made like 400 million uh, in return. Um, so it still made its money because people really wanted to see it. But then there was like a lull uh, after this before we got the third one. I mean, so oh. I, I went to, so I, I missed seeing the first two at the cinema. I think the second one I saw like on DVD because I, then I got like the two box set like yeah, things yeah. on DVD that they uh, they always I had issued. that and it looked like the Book of the Dead yes it yeah, was yeah, so yeah. sick yeah yeah uh, the first film that of this like franchise I got to see was the the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor the third one and I, I didn't mind it like I like Michelle Yeoh Jet Li I like that they oh. went with a different culture the issue yeah. is is that there's no Rachel Vice. So there's no Rachel like, Vice. um yeah Alex is hot in it. I'll give him that, but he's still annoying. I ju- Michelle Yeoh is just what a what a fucking icon. I mean, it was good. It just it didn't have the magic. But they they at had all. the potential, and I was thinking about this last night. Actually, they had the potential to make the franchise like a globe hopping thing. Like, yeah, there's no reason why we couldn't have had like an Aztec one. Or oh my god, it would have, have been had, so like, good. All yeah. these other cultures like mm-hmm. come through, and it was really clever, like tying it into real stuff that exists that people know about, like the terracotta army. Like mm. you might not have known it by that, but you've seen photos of it, and it was just. Yeah. I think what killed this franchise essentially was them having a cast return that didn't include one of its biggest stars and and recasting. And it, there just wasn't that same chemistry there no, at there all. Wasn't. And I'm um, not to discredit the actress who takes the Evie role over. And, uh, yeah, I don't think she did a bad job. It's it was just, just it that, just wasn't the same. It's just at when you, all. Uh, you've seen like perfection it's you're never going to top it are you really when they did take it to another culture i thought okay that's that's clever but yeah it was just but then it was just to me it was just it was too silly as well um oh yeah i mean we had the yetis yetis, yeah um, yeah and like the planets and all the spells and everything like it it did go to a different layer it got a bit too much but um and also it i feel like it completely bypassed its horror roots as the franchise it was that, just an action there was no horror about that, that. yeah it yeah. was basically yeah just like your standard copy and paste action film family friendly action i'm gonna talk only very briefly about it but then they did try to reboot the franchise with um the tom cruise and to be honest they did try to get back into that horror element which i appreciated to mm. some extent but then 
leans far too much into we've got Tom Cruise and he loves to do all of his own stunts. I think the casting of Tom I, Cruise is what killed that film absolutely. because I feel like if they'd have cast someone else in that role who wouldn't be adamant on saying give me give me all this shit to do because I can do it I need to prove something to the world if they'd have cast somebody and yeah. just tapped into that horror because again there are some elements of it that are incredible the issue is though and I mean this has obviously come out since the production I mean even the director I think it's Alex Kurtzman if I remember right did this mm. uh, did the reboot um even he kind of said he wasn't even the director because it was tom cruise and yeah. tom cruise was calling all the shots saying how things should be shot how things should happen but then he was at arm's length so then when the film flopped he was able to kind of go oh well it was just a bad film and it's got yeah. nothing to do with me uh, it was dreadful absolutely dreadful i went to go and see that one at the cinema as well and i can remember afterwards just sighing and going that isn't uh, I went to um, I went to see it in Italy. I was in Italy when it came out, Where and, are I, you? and I went to an Italian cinema. So I never watched it in English. <laughs> One um, thing I will say: the only thing I can recommend about that film is um, I don't know if you saw this when they released the trailer. They released a version of it without the music, and mm. um, it only had some of the sound effects on. And it's on YouTube, and I advise mm. you please go and watch it because you'll absolutely piss yourself. Okay. Because it's the bit where the plane goes down. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing. Um, um, but I think that was the best thing about that film, to be honest. That, yeah, that it's. Trailer. I, I like as a, again I like some of the design um, in it. I think some of the design was really good. They tried the hardest. I, I think what screwed it up as well really is them trying to this be the film where everyone's like this is going to set up bringing in russell crowe as dr jekyll and mr hyde and mm. then being like oh he's a creature from the black lagoon and he's a vampire and oh look and not a wink I mean, wink nudge, so nudge excited to- because mm. there was obviously talks about angelina jolie being involved scarlett johansson um javier bardem as like frankenstein i thought oh. Oh, God, this is going to be mm. so good he um, shall not be named as the invisible man yeah I mean, he should it, have it, remained it, invisible <laughs> It's it was it was looking like really promising, mm. and then obviously yeah they kind of came the twist that he was almost then Van Helsing at the end um, yeah which is just a, a bit to odd. me as a superior film to this that is a, that is like well, the Mummy for I, me I do want to I want to say because obviously Stephen Summers did yeah. the Mummy films and Van Helsing and I think we've got to sexuality <laughs> we've got to talk about Stephen Summers because I think the films are so great because of him. And I absolutely love Van Helsing. I don't, it, yeah. it obviously wasn't you who I was speaking with then recently, but I was speaking to someone about it and like I had to really work hard to defend it. And I was like, I shouldn't have to work this hard to defend no. this film because it's so good. You've mm-hmm. got all these monsters in there. The freaking Brides of Dracula. I love it. Insane. I love it. It's, it that's that's Kate a Beckinsale. film we, we need to cover. We need to cover Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, I'd absolutely love it. I will defend that film with my dying breath. But yeah, the, another reason why I think... I think they, they all kind of... I don't know. They all have like this vibe the feel, to them, yeah. don't they? Yeah. They do. And Richard Roxburgh as Dracula. Yes. <laughs> so different to his character in Moulin Rouge. Mm. <laughs> Well, I didn't say so this so is the thing. I, I saw Moulin Rouge after I'd seen Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realise uh, yeah. that that he'd like done a lot of like other stuff, really. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> the Mummy films wouldn't be what they be were for me without the music of Alan Silvestri, who's mm. one of the greatest 
composers out there, um, has done some of the most incredible scores in the world. Longtime collaborator with Robert Zemeckis, who again has made used to make some of the most incredible films in the world. Um, Shade. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Alan Silvestri. He's, he's got such a good ear for music. When you think of the big names like composers, him, John Williams, uh, Hans Zimmer, they've all got such, they capture magic when they compose these things. Um, I, I think Alan, I see Alan Silvestri as similar to like Danny Elfman. I think yeah. like you, you hear a riff in something, you immediately know it's him. Yeah. Oh, you kind of you. you and just j- same like with John, John Williams. John yeah. Williams has that. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all standouts mm-hmm. in their own way, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, I the soundtrack is lovely in this film. To wrap up uh, on these two <laughs> films, uh, wrap up. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I yeah, I I think for everyone out there, like who just really wants like if you're not into well i think if you're not into horror you wouldn't be listening to this maybe but like if you really want to like get get into horror that's not too not too horrifying but mm. has elements of it definitely watch watch these movies if you just want to watch some sexy people on screen for a bit and you're feeling a bit fruity um watch it if you think you're 100 percent heterosexual please watch these films and write in to tell me how you feel afterwards because <laughs> if you still feel the same way i want you to be studded <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it throws up a lot of questions. Um, so I'm glad I discovered this film at the age I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Lots of thoughts of uh, Rick O'Connell. Anyway, um, so we're going to jump now into some recommendations for this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to kick us off because I've mentioned it briefly. But my first recommendation is to watch the Mummy animated TV show. Um, Hell yeah. It's a product of its time. Like, mm. that's not to say that it's racist or anything. Um, but uh, when I say product of <laughs> time is like it's obviously aimed to be family friendly and for children but it's still really cool they didn't do a bad job of getting like sound alikes for for rick and evie although evie's ginger in it choices if i remember rightly yeah she is yeah which yeah i don't know why they made that choice but I think I don't they, were know if to... they were trying to make it its own thing, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's really cool because if you've watched um, the movie too, it's kind of like it makes Alex wear the bracelet for a bit longer, and Alex isn't as annoying in the TV show as he is in no. the film. Um, I think it's because he's a little Such bit older. Such an annoying kid. In the film. <laughs> he's so annoying. God. <laughs> I think honestly, I think that's what kind of killed it for me. To be to be fair, but yeah, okay. No. Oh, but, did yeah, you ever great. watch Mummies Alive? Uh, oh my no. god what's that oh mummy's alive uh, mummy's alive was a another animated tv show about mummies and it was like it was teenage mutant ninja turtles but they were mummies instead of um incredible of ninja turtles and that was sick that was so sick i just um, love mummies i absolutely yeah. love mummies like have you ever been, have to, you, have you been to Egypt? derby museum <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Derby Museum has a mummy. I've never been to Egypt. I want to, but also um, you can serve up to 17 years hard labour or in a camp or in prison for being homosexual there because of morality laws. So, Oh, okay. Well, interesting. So okay. I'll, I'll probably Maybe give I'll it a miss. From a distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sad. That's that's awful. <laughs> I haven't been to Derby, Derby Museum. Um, I did go to one, though. I don't know if it was in Leicester. To be and fair, we stole a load of shit and there's mummies everywhere. So. 
well, yeah, I, I, but that's like a thing, isn't it? Like the only reason like they're not discovered, and also the things that happened, like we used to eat them, and they Ew. used to be like, yeah, like what? so. So obviously th- there was a massive thing with uh, obviously when Britons like went over there and we started excavating everywhere and discovering all this stuff and that's why a lot of the stuff is over here and in the British Museum because we, we think we have a co- ownership it, essentially stuff. yeah colonized the 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 land yeah like the reason that a lot of there's like not many mummies or anything like anymore is because sometimes they i think in egypt they'd be used for like firewood and things like that but then they were believed then as well to have like medicinal properties so people would like powder up a dead man's foot oh i thought you meant that when we discovered them we were eating them like oh i thought we were a bit beyond that i think we did start getting in on it like victoria medicine is a whole (laughs) thing and it did involve mummies um so yeah i'd employ you to look into it it's very odd Um, there's a lot of weird shit that people used to do i, I have a bonus recommendation it's just don't eat a f-ing mummy <laughs> you f-ing weirdos. who are we to judge <laughs> what's um, yours yeah. what's yours what's yours what are you going to recommend for us uh, so yeah my recommendation this month is going to be a tv show and oh, yeah. it's on bbc3 and it's called red rose okay and it's essentially i think it's billed as the ring meets scream in oh okay Bolton? Uh oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I get Bolton and Barnsley mixed up, but I'm like, yeah, it's in Bolton. Oh. It's yeah, so like they're they're all Ooh. up north and it's very cool. Um it's a bit black mirror-y. It's I, I mean the thing I admire about it is the fact it, it it's British horror, which is great. Seeing a British horror TV show. Mm-hmm. Um it takes risks. Your the characters are not safe. At all, at all like they are not opposed to just offing people again which is refreshing it isn't the most scary but it mm. definitely taps into like a lot of stuff that youth are dealing with today particularly obviously social media stuff online queer youth as well it's it's very very good um, oh. homegrown horror so incredible what's not to love um, so my second recommendation of the month uh, is well, not to break tradition, but I'm going to talk about a book. Uh, this book <laughs> is written by a mutual friend of ours, uh, Leroy Cross James, has written a book called Camp Silver Oaks. It's a fun, like, teen slasher at a summer camp. The cover to it's really cool because the cover looks like like one of those like black and white American journals. Yeah, and- it's so cool. It's a it's a nice and short read. It's like 129 pages. So it's Ooh, like, okay. yeah. And it goes in a direction I never expected it to go, which is really cool. I really recommend people go out and read it because it's really nice to support not only our friends, but small independent authors. Um, as somebody who aims to be a small independent author one day. But it's a... You're going to do it, dude. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I've... I've, I've read some of your stuff so yeah absolutely you're gonna get there but we should get him on the podcast at some point yeah um, we actually I think should. We should yeah um yeah. and hopefully uh he restarts his up soon uh slash it horror is really mm. really fun but um yes, have us on please thank you yeah. but it's a it's a really fun book it's very gay um as well which is always a good thing yeah it went in uh it went in a direction i never expected it to go and um i was very very happy with it it's um really reminded me of like a really good like anthology story within like a good series really 
really enjoyed it. Um, Leroy has also made like a killer playlist to go along with the with the book. And as somebody who likes to make playlists to go along with the things that they create as well, um, you like uh, making playlists. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, you've got a treat this month uh, from myself as well because you have two playlists for this episode. Oh. You have a Rick playlist and you have an Evie playlist. Oh, so I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm which I haven't sent over to yourself yet, which I will do. <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> I've been curating it. There's two different, like, two different vibes going for them as well. Evie's is dark, sultry, and sexy, whereas Rick's is more a bit like balls to the wall. And okay, I didn't it's choose like an Egyptian on there. No, that is not in anywhere. Okay, um, okay. it's purely. I wanted to. I wanted to just do it. Like I and just going to do gonna one in cheers, or you were going to yeah. go with like well, vibe. yeah. So um, it's. Usually I try and pick songs that are of the um, the time period as well, but I don't really have much to go for from the 1920s. Yeah, and yeah, that's not me. So yeah, it's going to be, Evie's is going to be all dark and sultry and sexy. Um, and Rick's is just going to be fun, actiony type music. You're- balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Balls on my wall. Balls slapping against the walls of my thighs. Damn, boy, he thick! Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's my second recommendation this month. Uh, technically three, because I've just recommended you listen to our buddy playlists as well. Very nice. Very nice. I'm uh, I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to... I can't wait to listen. I always look forward to the playlist that you make, so... Great. One. Have you got any more for me? No, that's no. it for me. Well, this I month. have a surprise for you then. Oh, okay. Um, we have a little mummy quiz that I'm going to go through <laughs> now with you, just to see if you have been paying attention to these movies. Okay, okay, shit. So, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. So, question one. Okay. Multiple choice, don't worry. Oh, perfect, okay. What is our protagonist's, male protagonist's surname is it Jones, O'Connell, Orion, or Fraser? <laughs> O'Connell. O'Connell, you are correct. Mr. O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does the pharaoh ensure that no man touches his mistress on Axanamun? Does he lock her in a tower? Does he force her to be surrounded by guards at all times? Does he have her full body painted daily? Or he literally didn't care, he was chill as fuck. <laughs> Definitely not the last one. Um, she's painted daily. Yes, ding, ding, ding. They paint. How much of ding, a boy? Ding, dong, ding, dong. That's something watching. I can imagine Evie saying. Actually, <laughs> yeah. when she first sees Rick, ding, dong. <laughs> oh, incredible! What is the name of our primary villain? Okay. Uh, uh, do you want me just to say? Yeah. Imhotep? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What percentage of the treasure does the prison warden, Gad Hassan, played by Ahmed Dajili, agree to take in exchange for Rick's life? Uh, Is it 10%, 15, 25, or 40? It's 25. It is. Yes, you are correct. (laughs) He had a very good time. (laughs) He had Um, a very good time. (laughs) How many children does Benny have? One, three, five, none. He has none, but he, he has, has future children. <laughs> Someday I might. Someday. <laughs> What's the only thing that Imhotep fears before he fully regenerates? Is it cats, fire, scorpions, or commitment? 
It's pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. What are the name of the nightmare-inducing bugs? Are they blue beetles, scarabs, scorpions, or skin-eating nasty meanies? (laughs) Well, they do the last one, but um, scarabs. (laughs) Scarabs, you are correct. Finally, what is the correct Egyptian name for the bird that Jonathan doesn't recognise in the Book of the Dead? Is it Mao, Metaphus, Papyrus, or Amenophus? Amenophus. You are correct. Well done. <laughs> Yay. He's uh, like, I know it's that a one. Bird. I know it's that a one. Stork. <laughs> stork. <laughs> <laughs> She's well done. getting throttled. Just Amenophus. <laughs> Perfect. You did it. Well oh. done. Oh, Full thank points. you. That was the ego boost I needed. So, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, talking of things that are hard and difficult to <laughs> to consume and you know. <laughs> really get your get your mind going um i do have a hookup horror story this month and actually um fun fact it's one of the first hookup horror stories that we got um when i did a big call out for them Mm-hmm. I just love the fact that you probably have a library as big as Evie, just full of horror <laughs> stories. Embridge scholars. <laughs> Thotmosis. <laughs> so this month's hookup horror story, uh, yeah, I've been sitting on for a while. You're going to enjoy it. So sit comfortably, light a cigarette or a candle, get yourself in the mood as we dive on in. So, about six years ago, I got chatting to a guy on Tinder and thought it was going quite innocently until about four days into chatting when he sent me a dick pic. That's not the story, don't worry, so hang on with me there. Anyway, being the dick pig that I am and seeing his uncut eight-inch girthy member, I was practically drooling from all our offices. We lived just a short bus ride away, and I absolutely wasn't going to turn him down. So I get myself ready and make my merry way. Yes, as a typical gay, I do not drive. He meets me at the bus stop, and we walk to his, all the while having a genuinely lovely conversation. When we get to his, we barely make it through the door before we start getting at it. It's like a naked relay race up the stairs to his bedroom. Liam, I couldn't tell you what colour the walls were. I was really in the moment. We basically reenact the Karma Sutra, and he's got me in all manner of positions, and my eyes are basically rolling to the back of my head. I'm probably the loudest I've ever been. There's a knock at the bedroom door, and we freeze. We don't say anything and wait. Then the knocking comes again, followed by, You almost finished, love. I've made you some tea. At this point, you'd expect him to be mortified and panic, but nope. He just calmly says, About five more minutes, mummy, and I'll be down. Footsteps move away from the door and down the stairs. He tries to carry on, but I tell him to stop. I'm absolutely cringing. He asks what's up, and I tell him, We aren't carrying on while your mum's here. He replies with, it's fine. I asked her if it was okay before you came over. (gasps) Liam, I am in disbelief. I am shocked. I am appalled. I am also very horny. Sorry to admit it, but I do think f*** it. And we both finish. Once we're cleaned up, he invites me downstairs, but I'm far too embarrassed. So we run downstairs and is back up in about three minutes with two plates. I remember it was burgers and chips. He winks at me and says, Mummy says she'll give you a lift home if you want. 
The ick is unreal. But then again, I'm the one who let this man continue plowing me. I awkwardly say thanks. We eat the food, and then it's time to make the dreaded trip downstairs. Mummy is there waiting, car keys in hand, and her anorak on. I don't remember much about the drive home other than her listening to a lot of Celine Dion. When I get out, she's like, it was lovely to meet you, you must come over again. Yeah, defo, I awkwardly chuckle and wave. So yeah, that's probably the strangest shag I've ever had. Long live mummy. I see why you saved this one <laughs> for the mummy episode. <laughs> there's oh there's a level of comfortability with a parent there. I would never like if I no. lived at home with my mum, I would never dream to be like someone's coming over for a shag. And then for her to be like, You're almost finished. You guys need anything? It's, I mean, it's, it's the level of embarrassment that just didn't exist for her. The level of embarrassment that just didn't exist for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very, very comfortable. Um, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably one of the sweetest stories we've had on here. Because usually it just involves fluids. Yeah. Doing something they shouldn't be doing. But it's yeah. so icky. It's weird. But like... It's odd. G- f- Fair enough to I, my... I, I'm glad my f- that they didn't turn down the lift home because I yeah. also don't drive, so the struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> Public transport. I'm going with mummy. Exactly. It's just... Oh. <sighs> I'd, I'd like, I had a lot of questions afterwards, and I was like, please just answer me something. So I remember just being like, how old were you? Because somebody calling, like, the mummy. Like, the yeah. thing was like, oh, he was like, Liam, he was older than me. He must have been about 30 at the time. And I was like... Oh, oh wow. No. And then like just Yeah, I thought this was like gonna be like everyone was quite young, so it was fairly like no, a no, no. thing. So yeah, my friend was about twenty two, twenty-three. The guy was like late twenties, thirty at the very most. No. Um and I was also like, Why did you like carry on? And he was like, Well f- it. Like it's good. <laughs> it's 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 already at that point gotten the worst it can be. And yeah. I already know that she's heard me. And I was just like, I can't I could not. I could not. I mean good on you. Yeah. But it's I That's, mean it's, yeah. it's it's made a good story. It has made a great story. Like good for them, um, honestly. Like, but also Are you my mummy? <laughs> That's all <laughs> the doctor who I <laughs> <laughs> They open the door and it's just a gas mask child, yeah. I'd Jesus rather a Christ, gas that... mask than it being a well, that's mom. just kinky, isn't plus, it? Also <laughs> just the whole, are you almost finished, love? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that she's downstairs thinking, these burgers and chips are going to be burnt to buggery <laughs> if he don't... <laughs> oh, his tea's going to go cold. <laughs> I do like that she's prioritised. Like, I've slaved over a hot microwave. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Oh my god, absolute but, queen. But to be fair, like at the end of the day, you've had really good sex. You've got a free meal out of it and, and a lift a lift yeah. home afterwards. Did they go I mean, back? I Are don't they know. Engaged? I never, I never, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're married now. <laughs> wow. Now they both call her mummy. <laughs> uh, I, I could I never imagine say... calling my mum mummy. No. It's never no. been a thing. Even when I was a kid, I used to call her by a Nothing. full name when I was a kid. I used to call her Cheryl or Shez. <laughs> Shez. Because <laughs> everyone else called her Shez, so I was like, why can't no, I? No, I've never, I've never first named my mum, but she's always been mum. She's never, ever been mummy. Mm, no. 
Uh, no. Oh, weird. I um, no one at home can see this, but um, I found out what the sign language for daddy is. Oh, what is that? Two you're supposed. To, you're not supposed to put that in your mouth, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of Henry Cavill, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> glug glug glug. Okay, great. Mm. I suppose you can just be at a silent disco and just daddying. Yeah. I, I yeah. I'd never go to a silent disco. I'd find that really awkward. Have you never been to one? No, and I don't want to. I just find it'd be really awkward. I don't know. It's kind of fun for like the first minute, and then it does become a bit weird. Yeah, you kind of like no. I like I like listening to the room. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, hey ho, we uh, we digress. But yeah, thank you for that, and thank you for whoever sent that in. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, thank you so much. And if anyone's listening at home, please send in whatever you've got. I mean, when I say I have a library, I have some, but I I could do with some more. We could do with and some more. Yeah, we could definitely do with some more. I mean, I I will start pulling from my own personal collection at some point, but also. Don't want to give too much away about my sex life <laughs> to people at home. Well, mm. it depends who you are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, send, privileged send, listeners. Yeah. Send photos. Send yeah, news. if you join our Patreon for, for $4.99 a <laughs> month, uh, then you'll get to know everything. I think that's probably one of the most wholesome ones we've had, so thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is a wholesome one. We've had somebody get married in one before, which was nice. That was a wholesome yeah, one. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was tame, which... Um, Compared to, compared to, I know. I want something disgusting next month. Okay. Oh, I want, um, I want it's, pure filth. I already have one planned out for next month because I know what we're talking about. Which brings me to uh, next month, folks. We will be talking about the greatest film in the whole wide world. We will be discussing for Halloween. Uh, we'll be discussing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay! Now. I'm going to apologise in advance because this is my favourite film. Um, <laughs> my favourite films are camp and weird. My favourite films are The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Xanadu, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Like Those four films are just perfection to I me. mean, if people and didn't know theme. you were gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking with an incredible person. Uh, we'll be talking to Gareth Joyner, who's also known as Myra Dubois, who you may recognise from Britain's Got Talent, or if you've gone to see drag, because they are an, like drag royalty in the Absolutely. UK and, yeah. and beyond. And also they've, uh, they do gigs as a character called Frank Lavender, who is also just an incredible character. Before you listen to the episode, I want you to all go and follow Gareth now or, you know, support Gareth in any way you can. They are literally one of the funniest people that I have ever had the privilege of speaking to. And we bonded over our love of Rocky Horror Picture Show and Bet Lynch from Coronation Street. So, <laughs> yeah. Winning combo, absolutely. So that will be your Halloween special. In the meantime, what well, you I, can I think I might go as Bet Lynch for Halloween, you know. Uh, I have the fur coat. <laughs> um, that was, was going to be my costume last year until I switched up to Juno Birch. And yeah. It was great, though. Yeah. It was so good. But yeah, in the meantime, there's lots to keep you entertained. You can listen to the accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. Um, you can follow us on all social medias because we're funny as f Absolutely. Um, you can watch uh, The River when it comes out. You can October 1st, folks. Uh, <laughs> you, you can 
listen to all six parts of the Campfire Chronicles. And I would love it if people would give some feedback. Um, I'd very much like that, uh, especially yeah. on the Sticks and Stones episode, because it's me. I wrote yeah. that. I did a thing. You um, sure did. Series kicks off September 19th, but your episode will be live on September 26th. So it's something i'm very proud of and i can't wait for it to be released into the great wild yonder and on a personal level i think everything that you do liam is incredible so i'm very very incredibly incredibly proud of you for getting this done thank you liam that's that's very nice of you to say you're very welcome we never really end on a sweet night no no (laughs) (laughs) so i'd make a dick joke Um, barbecue sauce on my titties titties. So, um, with all that being said, uh, remember that closets were not made for people. They were made for monsters and babysitter killers. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good friends. Goodbye. goodbye. And now, now it's time, it's time to, to go. go. <laughs> that moon, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, what, a, what a voice. <laughs> Podcast Network. To show your support, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can find us on social media in the links in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening.